of shooting, we picked the most difficult set ever. Smoke, mirrors in every direction. Love it. Welcome to Twilight. You're listening to Another Bite of Twilight, a podcast where we look back on our obsession with the Twilight Saga and continue to freak out ten years later. Hi guys, welcome to the podcast. Hi, happy Twilight Tuesday. Happy TT. <laughs> I'm Kelly. I'm Mel. And we are here today to talk about the New Moon soundtrack. Yes. We are going to review it like we did for the Twilight soundtrack. And this is a podcast that we've been really, or an episode that we've been really mm-hmm. excited for because as we mentioned in the Twilight soundtrack mm-hmm. podcast episode, mm-hmm. we had a favorite. Yes. And it's this one. <laughs> it's such a good soundtrack. And even if you know someone who isn't a Twilight fan, or maybe you're not even a Twilight fan and you're listening for some reason, it's a great soundtrack. Yeah. And I think that, especially for some music snobs, I can be that way, to be honest. Um, I think there's some really great artists on it and great lyrics and great music. And it's just very exciting. It's funny because this one, like my favorite song in Twilight, mm-hmm. like the whole series is Flightless Bright American Mouth. Mm-hmm. It's my all-time favorite. And this yeah. one, it's like I more like it collectively as a whole. I yes. think it stands up the best. I play New Moon the most in my apartment. Like I have mm-hmm. this CD player thing over there and I always put New Moon yeah. on on, sound, on repeat. And I don't really do that with the other soundtracks. I just, yeah. when it's like a rainy day or when I'm just home working on stuff, the New Moon soundtrack on repeat is just amazing. And yeah, but there's really interesting things to say about the lyrics and the scenes that they occur in. And so... Yeah, and I feel like it makes a huge difference in the movie. And this one... Um, is the first, I mean, all of them besides the first one, mm-hmm. they have all original songs meant yeah, for Twilight. Yeah, they're written just for Twilight. Um, and the music supervisor, again, was Alexander Patsavas, that amazing music supervisor who also did Grey's Anatomy and the OC and Gossip Girl and just so many great shows and movies with awesome soundtracks, so... She rocks. So should we just get into it? I guess so, yeah. So (laughs) I'm going to play little sound clips for all of you to hear the song. So you can hear for yourself if you forget what the songs sound like or if you've never heard them before. You can hear for yourself a little sneak peek. So the first song on the soundtrack is Meet Me on the Equinox by... One of my favorite bands ever, Death Cab for Cutie. I really like Death Cab for Cutie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not crazy about this song. Well, let's play it. Okay. <laughs> Oh, 
wow <laughs> what a song okay so i i did a little research mm-hmm. on the background and ben gibbard i think he's i love him the, he's, <laughs> he's a lead singer yeah he, he um, is married to zoe Deschanel. oh no way mm-hmm. um he said he read the first two books and he said it's more about his personal life than twilight um oh. but he is quoted as saying the song at its core is just about meeting another halfway because life is very short because there's only a brief period of time to really connect with people and that it's important to recognize that. Mm-hmm. I just wanted something that kind of tonally matched the story and the scenes within the film so that they could kind of be put alongside but not be telling a narrative you're watching on the screen. So it's not supposed to be, you know, like yeah. word for word about this plot. I think that's cool. Yeah. I think it's a little annoying when the lyrics are literally what's happening. Yeah. You don't want that. Interestingly, the bassist Nate Harmer said that they wrote the song to reflect the celestial themes yes, and motifs that run too. through the Twilight series. Yeah, and they wanted to capture the desperate feeling of endings and beginnings. That's the part I don't like, because I feel like the whole meet me on the equinox, like, it's it's too, like, yeah, like, celestial and that, like, we have twilight, new moon. It's, like, too much. I like that, actually. Yeah, I, I like know, it. For some reason, I didn't. I don't. I just don't like the word equinox. I think I don't like the way I the think pronunciation. It's cool. I mean, the problem is there's two equinoxes a year, but I feel like they're talking about the fall equinox when it's like yeah. summer to fall because this is like a hard time in Bella's life and life and things are dying. And also, the equinox is the time. It's the day when sunlight and nighttime are equal, and I feel like this is like her. Now it's like heading into darkness yeah. or something. I don't know. And I like that the song talks about like it says everything ends, everything ends. That's kind of like a repeating thing. And I like that because Bella is like very conscious of this in this movie of yeah. her mortality and that she's going to die soon and she keeps telling Edward that of course not everything ends for the Collins. They live forever, but also the fact that relationships end That's too. True. So when does the song play? This plays, it's actually the last credit song, oh, which okay. I think is too I bad. Thought, I thought that they didn't sing it in their play. For yeah, the I think, I mean, I like it. I know you are like a little indifferent to it, but I really like this song and I think it kind of sucks that it's just a credit song. It was but. the lead single and they had a music video for this song, so it was like the main one. Similar to Paramore, Paramore. Yeah. in Twilight. What was the one for Eclipse? We'll talk about it next time. <laughs> I don't um, remember. This song actually reached number eight on the U.S. Billboard alternative. Really? Chart. Oh, alternative. Yeah. That's pretty good. How do they judge what's alternative and what's not? Well, I think it definitely, like if it measure. sounds kind of rock, but I think that rock turned into a much harsher sound, like... I don't know. The only thing I can think of is like Chris Daughtry or something. Oh, like, yeah. I feel like what's rock is more in line with like a little bit more hardcore-ish. Yeah. And I don't know. I think anything that's a little bit between pop and rock, but not really pop. I don't know. Alternatives hard to define. I also wanted to say that um, the bassist, as you said, what's his name? Nick Harmer. 
he they came out with a statement when they said that they were going to be in Twilight, which yeah. I think a lot of the bands did. Because really? I feel like fans were disappointed that they were in something so mainstream <laughs> as Twilight. They probably got paid so much money to, be, yeah. to play these songs, first of all. But they said... Um, it's perfect synergy that a band from the Northwest would create a song for a series of novels set in the Northwest. True. They are from Seattle. Oh, really? I heard mm-hmm. that they're from San Bruno, California. Oh. Well, at least they live in Seattle. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I know that, like, Ben Gibbard lived in Seattle, and he's had, like, songs about it recently, so... Oh, okay. I don't know. We We need to become better Death Cab experts, but... I like, I like them. Okay, I like the bridge. I like the lyrics in it. I just want to read them really quickly. Okay. I don't know what they mean, though. He says, A window, an opened tomb, the sun crawls across your bedroom, a halo, a waiting room, your last breaths moving through you is everything, everything ends. I don't know. I just think it's very pretty sounding, but I'm not sure what it means. Everything, everything ends. See, actually, it's funny because I wrote that I felt like the song contradicts the meanings of the series because it's all about forever and things don't end for them. But what you're saying, because I do think a lot of Twilight is about mortality and that mm-hmm. things will end for Bella if she doesn't make this change. And yeah, that I guess that's how I saw the it. The anxiety of New Moon. I feel like it's a very New Moon song. I yeah. feel like it wouldn't belong in Breaking Dawn or something, but true mm-hmm. so what would you grade this song i would give it an a minus what would you give it i gave this one a b minus wow whole letter here. grade well i maybe i might be biased because i love death cab for cutie but i don't know why i really enjoy this song and it it starts off the soundtrack well for me so i give it an a minus okay the next song is friends by band of skulls for something something I can put my finger on maybe I've been living for the weekend maybe I've been this one plays when she sees the guys on the motorcycles mm-hmm. um yeah and she acts all reckless and yes dumb. gets on it I have another song by Band of Skull I think they're a cool band I really liked this song. I don't think it has anything to really do with the series. The only thing I related it to maybe is Jacob because they're friends. <laughs> and during, during the scene, she's hanging out with a friend, yeah. Jessica, but she's I kind of... wondered. It's weird because the song is like, my friends are so beautiful. And it's like, yeah. she doesn't really care about... They're my friends. Yeah, but she doesn't care. Yeah. So it's almost like kind of like ironic. It's like mm-hmm. this is how she should be feeling on a Saturday night out with a friend. I don't know. This lyric kind of fits though. She's like, all my problems seem to disappear. Yeah. Everyone that I miss when I'm dissident. Everybody's here. I don't know. I feel like it's more of a Jacob thing, but it's not even in a Jacob scene. But I kind of feel like when they made these songs, they didn't plan what scene they were going to go into. Do you do you think? Well, I read that the band like sent a demo and then Band of Skulls. Band, yeah, mm-hmm. and then they read in the LA Times that they were going to be in New Moon, um, but then they kept denying it because they never got the confirmation. 
And then, like, months later, they got the confirmation that they'd be in it. So it's, like, they kind of wrote it, sent it to them. Like, it, oh, they, they didn't really write it. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. I, I really liked this song because now that I work a full-time job, <laughs> 9 to 5, yeah. I'm living for the weekend. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they say that. Like, I... Friday night comes around, and, like, that's when I'm at my most happiest. Like, I've never <laughs> felt that way before, like, in college. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe in high school. I, I do like this song. I think it's cool. I, yeah. I mean, that's... It has edge to it. That's how I feel, like, when I'm out with my friends, when we're doing makeup, getting on, like, ready to go out. Mm-hmm. Like, I love my They're friends. They're my friends. It's very cute. Too. But, yeah, I like it. I gave it an A-. minus. I gave it a B, but I gave it an A minus initially, and then I crossed it out. Oh. <laughs> well, because I listened to it again tonight, and then I was kind of like, mm, I don't know, something about it. I think the beginning irks me when it's like, na 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 na. It adds an up, na 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 pace to the soundtrack. It's the second yeah. song, so it's like we we're starting kind of yeah. upbeat. We have Meet Me on the Equinox, yeah. which is. You know, kind of, it's not like a happy song, but they're more mm-hmm. lively. Yeah, it's like a rock song. It, it is more lively. But then it's kind of brought back down again. Mm-hmm. But when it, the third track is Hearing Damage by Tom York, who's from Radiohead. Yes. And as you may remember, they, they had a song on the first movie, but it wasn't actually on the soundtrack. Anyway, here it is. <laughs> I feel like I don't need to listen to it. No, I don't think I need to either. funny that it's it's hearing damage because it has like kind of like a stereo buzz to it yeah so it's almost like the sound of it is like a uh accidental noise if that makes sense yeah i know what you mean i think it works great for the scene and i do like it but when you listen to it on your own i mean it's not really the kind of song that you're like i love it yeah i didn't think about that so do we say that this song plays in the oh yes sequence when they're chasing victoria chasing victoria and she goes cliff diving and harry clearwater Mm -hmm. has a heart attack yeah and it's i like it because it's kind of slow paced but there's a lot of tension yeah there is a driving force to it like it is moving on even though it's kind of slow and quiet it definitely has energy to it do you think that the lyrics have anything to do with new moon or i don't know it's like i didn't write any of the lyrics better i wish you felt better well kind of because it's like no wrong she's hearing edward's voice in her mind yeah so it's like kind of like she's from being so shattered, mm-hmm. she's kind of pulling <laughs> this out of my ass. <laughs> she's like hearing leftover pieces from a broken mm. relationship. From yeah. A damaged relationship. I know. I'm like torn on this song. I think it's cool. 
But it's not the strongest. Yeah. But I think it works in the scene so well. What would you give it for a grade? I gave it an A minus. <laughs> I gave it B minus slash C. Wow, opposite. <laughs> you know what's weird though? I think I do like this song. I don't know why I'm being so harsh. I think I think it's just not the most remarkable or something. I w- you know what? I'll settle on a B. Okay. Okay, nice. so the next song. Track four. Oh my god. This one I have a lot to say. This is the big song, I think. The big track on the soundtrack. This is probably my second favorite song in the whole series. Mm -hmm. It is Possibility by Likey Lee. completely shattered yes and the camera pans around her as Mm -hmm. the months go by and then we see her at school Mm -hmm. we see her writing to alice and it's so this is just the height of her depression and it sinks in with all of us watching that edward's truly gone and it's over and it's tragic and it's such a good song the lyrics i felt are so i I always loved the song, but I never really paid mm-hmm. attention to the lyrics mm-hmm. until recently. And um, they, I feel like, completely capture what it's like to be so heartbroken. Yeah. Apparently, she, when she wrote the song, hadn't, I don't think she had seen Twilight. She, she didn't she really said, know much about it. Can I read you the yeah, quote? Yeah. She said to The Guardian in 2010. I was sitting in a car in England when I got the call eating a sandwich from Tesco. I had no idea what Twilight was. Somebody explained it as a thing about vampires, and I'm like, I hate vampires. (laughs) But when I thought about it, there are so few pop culture things today where people are really crazy about, something like Beatlemania. So I thought, how cool to be part of something that so many young, open hearts listen to. Hmm. Yeah. But she said, like, she was like, I didn't know what Twilight was. And she was like, because, I mean, I'm Swedish. <laughs> so, like, I think, like, oh. she just kind of, like, out of the culture. I feel like people in Sweden usually, in my experience, know a lot about what's going up with American culture and British culture. So Yeah. That's interesting. But, yeah. I mean, she writes all of her songs, like, in English and mm-hmm. stuff. But the lyrics are just, oh my gosh, they just stab you in the heart. Like, so, I mean, this is a breakup song, and she says, there's a possibility, all that I had was all I'm gonna get. And I feel like Mm -hmm. that's a fear that a lot of people have after a breakup, is like, is that the most I'll ever get? Like, is that my only love? Like, is that what I got to experience in life, and that's it? The kind of main chorus thing, like when she says possibility, she says, tell me when you hear my silence, there's a possibility I wouldn't know. Yeah. And I kind of take that as like, if she died, she wouldn't even know because she already feels dead. 
Yeah, and or like so before she says, so tell me when you hear my heart stop, mm-hmm. you're the only one who knows. Um, it's like you're... I don't know. It goes back to what I said in the last episode about how Kristen Stewart said, like, when you get your heart broken, yeah. you question everything, like, that you built your whole life on because your whole reality has shifted. Like, this person that you thought loved you so much <sighs> doesn't actually in the way that you thought. So it's like, tell me when you hear my heart stop like you're the only one that knows it's like you think that someone is so close to you that they're like holding <laughs> this is killing me i know <laughs> that the, they're like holding your heart in their hands and like they know better than you do yeah um and her voice too is just so like raw sounding and yeah mm, she did an amazing job yeah for somebody who isn't even, like, interested in Twilight, like, it came out amazing. It came out perfectly. It was, like, the perfect song for this. <laughs> I'm, like, this. emotional right now. Um, and I also feel like it's such a good, like, that idea of, like, tell me when you hear my silence, like, it's like she's taking a backseat in her own life. Like, Bella at this yeah. point is so passive. She's just letting life happen. Like You're so right. And that's, like, what you talk about up. during the New Moon movie, that, like, when the months go by, it's, like... You're not even... It's just passing by. It's not your yeah. life anymore. Yeah. <gasps> Damn. What would you give this one? Would you say New Moon is a breakup album? Um, I don't know. I think kind it's of. a heartache album, but yeah. I don't know if that's the same yeah. thing. Yeah, definitely is a heartache album. I give this song an A+. Me too. A++++. Plus plus plus. This a is my... A++++++++++++. Plus 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 plus. This is my second favorite song in the whole series. After Flightless Bird. Mm-hmm. What's your third favorite? Supermassive Black Hole. Mm. I'm not even sure what mine is. So. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I have to think about it. Mine might be like a random one. So track five by another band I'm really into. And so are a lot of people. A White Demon Love Song by The Killers. Here it is. (laughs) White Demon Love Song down the hall White Demon Shadow on the So this song, they did, didn't did originally write it for New Moon. They actually no wrote way. it. Yeah, they wrote it for their album, but... Um, <gasps> I'm shocked. They didn't all agree on it, so it was an album cut. Oh, it literally it sounds, sounds like it was written yeah, for Twilight. And a review of the soundtrack, a reviewer was like, this song would not fly outside of the soundtrack because they repeat the words White Demon way too much. Hmm. I like this song a lot, actually. And, well, first of all, again, I don't know if I'm biased here, but I love The Killers and I love Brandon Flyer's voice. It's just mm-hmm. so hot to me. <laughs> um, and I like I like this song because I think it's an interesting way of looking at Twilight. It's like when you think of fan art or something like that, it's like someone else's interpretation of it. And I like the idea of white demon. Like, I feel like that's... He's talking about Edward, I think. A lot of people interpret the song to be in Jacob's point of view. Hmm. About Edward, though? Um, It's like about, like about the him, like, 
singing to Bella about Edward, I think. Mm. So it's like he says, let us be in love. Let's do old and gray. I feel like that's like, yeah. you know, we're going to age together. I love the part when he sings, while strangely holy. Yeah. <laughs> while strangely holy. Come for rain. Because they are strangely holy. Like, the yeah. Cullens are... They have their morals and I'm, I mean they don't really outright say it but like they definitely are like they believe in God and stuff like yeah. I mean at least Carlisle does he has like a cross in the house and stuff and it is weird because they are like demons but very concerned about mm-hmm. being moral and stuff and also he says I won't make you cry which made me think of Jacob saying like mm. what he did to you Yes, and I would never. And then he says, "I will never stray." And that word "stray" makes me think stray. of a dog. Yeah, because when you think of stray, you think of like a stray dog. Part. Let us be in love. Also, this part in the beginning, he says, "He isn't coming after all." Yeah, like Edward, he isn't coming back. Doesn't he say that in the movie? Doesn't he say? What does he say? What, what is he saying? <laughs> he says, like... He isn't coming back or something? He's never coming back. Doesn't yeah. he say that? I think he does. Am I wrong? Maybe. I think so. He's not coming back. Oh, Charlie says it. Oh. He's not coming back, Bill. Mm. They basically say that in the song. I can't believe it wasn't actually written for New Moon. And I said it sounds very clear and calm. Mm-hmm. I like the way it starts. It has, like... Why do you Wait, when does the song play? Is it a credit song? It's the second credit, credit song, song yeah. which I think, I mean, I don't know where I would want it in the movie, but it makes me kind of sad that it's a credit song because, I mean, not the credits don't matter, but I just think it's a good song and it's like what, forgotten. What would you grade it? I would give it an A+. Plus. I gave it a B, but now, now talking to you, I think I would do a B+. Plus. <laughs> We're both entitled to our opinion. I think this reviewer was influencing me because I was like, oh, they do say white demon maybe too much. Yeah, but what about the friend song? They repeat so much in that. Yeah. Like, they're my friends. Yeah. They're my friends. Okay. I'll give they're it a, my I'll friends. <laughs> no, you can give it whatever okay. you want. Okay. Like, you don't have to like it. It's good when we I disagree. guess also because it doesn't play in the movie, I feel mm-hmm. like I'm less attached mm-hmm. to the credit songs. It's one of my favorite songs on the soundtrack, even though it's not... That's the thing about this soundtrack is I feel like it's so cohesive. It really feels like a real playlist or something. Yeah. Like a real CD that someone put together because the songs do go together. Yeah. And so the fact that it's a credit song almost doesn't matter when you That's listen true. to this album. Because it's like, it just it just fits. It sounds cool. So, yeah, I think they did a good job with this album. That's true. But next track six i'm so out of order is satellite heart by anya marina and i just have to recommend and i have this cover by her of whatever you like that rap song you can do whatever yeah she does a cover of it and it's so good and now i know all the words to that song because of the cover (laughs) and this this song plays in bella's truck on her birthday when her and edward return back to her house from his house. It's kind of foreshadowing. Mm. (laughs) 
considered the lyrics before but I feel like it's like satellite is a it's something that revolves around the earth so it's like I'm a satellite heart it's like she kind of revolves around Edward and then yeah lost in the dark I spun out so far she's like gone from the thing that her life revolves yeah. around and then she says you know I haven't slept in weeks you're the only thing I see like again lost yeah in the dark and even in the beginning, what do you think of this? She says, so pretty, so smart, such a waste of a young heart. Do you think that's talking about how she's like, wants to throw her life away or something? Yeah, like, that's I how know. I interpret it. Yeah. And it's like, or it's like, what's the matter with you, man? It's like with Edward, it's like, I don't know. Anyone can kind of relate to that who's ever been broken up with. It's yeah. Like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> what would you give this song? Does this come with a poster? Yeah, actually, the CD comes with a poster. <laughs> it says, the next chapter begins. So long ago now. Oh, I also thought it was interesting, the line, no matter what you do, I'll be there. I'll be true to you. Mm. Also, the whole, like, satellite heart, like, mm -hmm. it's like we're in space that does connect to the yes, celestial Celestial. <laughs> true. Um. But would you give it? It's time to grade. An A. Me too. Ty, we agree on something. One last thing. Yeah. Reminds me of the Licky Lee song because it's like I've spun out so far. It's like she's so far gone from like her life. Like mm. she's not even living anymore. Like such a waste of a young heart. Like she's. Yeah. She's just I like throwing her life away. Next song. Of course, we gotta have Muse on this album. Oh, I don't think I took notes on this one. Muse is Stephanie Meyer's favorite band, so they're pretty much on almost every album. This one's actually not really an original song because it was a remix of the song that they already have. Oh. It's called I Belong to You. Here it is. <laughs> So this song plays when Bella calls Jessica to hang out after oh, Charlie tells yeah, her yeah, she yeah, needs yeah. to hang out with friends. And she's like, Bella, Bella Swan. And that's that's basically it. It's kind of just the beginning of the song. Yeah. I think it's like a, it works well for the transition, the scene transition. <laughs> I think it's a cool sounding song. 
but I kind of like that we have it on here just because it can it connects us to the first album. Yeah, the first true. soundtrack mm-hmm. and the third one. Yeah, <laughs> they're on the muses on the third album. They're too. not on the breaking down ones, right? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. This one part I don't get. I mean, I get it, but I don't like it. She's he sings. And she attacks me like a Leo. Oh, I hate that part. And when my heart is bit like Rio. That's, oh my God. <laughs> That's an obvious Leo. You just wanted to rhyme. Yes, I hate I when know. people do that. When they clearly just put a word in there because okay. they were looking for a Also, rhyme. do you think they did Leo because Lion fell in love with the lamb maybe? Oh, and well this song was written before. Oh, you're right. And I was going to say, Rio, that's where Edward's hiding out. Yeah. <laughs> this is too per- perfect. No. But you're right. It was written before. I find it weird they have a song that's like, you are my muse. Yeah. When that's their band name. <laughs> I think the same thing. <laughs> I don't know. I feel kind of indifferent to this song. I don't even Me know if too. I can grade it. I feel like the thing is, I feel like it's only in there because Stephanie likes muse so much. But I don't hate it or anything. I think it's cool. And yeah. like, I... When I hear the beginning, I'm like, yeah. What would you give it? B minus? Yeah, same. High five. <laughs> Next song. Ooh, I like this song. Oh, spoiler. It- it's track eight, Rosalind by Bonnie Vare and St. Vincent. So good. Here it is. What? Oh, yeah, in Berlin. Yeah. You're so fucking cool. <laughs> Actually, I saw just um, Justin Vernon, who's the yeah. main guy. Is he the only guy? I thought he was the only guy. <laughs> but he wasn't being Bonnie Bear. No. That's weird. Um, but he did not sing this song. This song was written by him. I've also seen Licky Lee, and she did not sing Oh, Are you disappointed? Mm-hmm. Did you think she was going to sing no. it? Oh, I think this is a beautiful song. And I also want to say this is not really related to the music, but St. Vincent is in this song. She's kind of like back vocals and she dated Kristen Stewart. Yes. Years years later. Yeah. (laughs) I just think that's funny. Kristen Stewart has dated everybody though. I know. But I wonder if they ever talked about that. Like, oh, hey, babe, I was on the new man soundtrack. I bet it's come up. (laughs) If it didn't, that's... I bet they were both, I bet they went to the premiere, probably. Maybe. I don't know. I just want to take back what I said about Kristen Stewart dates everyone. If you're listening, Kristen, (laughs) I was- You're scared. Not shaming you. Oh, no, no, I want Kristen on the show so She's had a, she just has, she's equal to Taylor Swift. I mean, she's dated a lot of famous people is what I mean. (laughs) You just, like, smiled at me. No, but she has, like, serious... She has different relationships, like, year-long relationships, but they usually only last a year. And then she has another one. Yeah. And then it's a year, and then another one. I I never date anybody, so it's, like... (laughs) It's... 
and I'm envious mm-hmm. that she can fall in love with a lot of different people. I wonder people. if she'll ever get married. Not that she has to, but I'm just curious. You know, she doesn't need when you to. follow a celeb. But anyway, this song plays when Bella prints out pictures. She prints out a picture of Edward and tapes half of it. Well, tapes his half in her scrapbook. Then the Collins aren't at school. Yeah. And Edward goes into Bella's house and takes the picture. And then they start to go on that walk when he breaks up with her. But then the music stops before. Yeah. It's after the whole, like, drama with the mm-hmm. Jasper trying to kill mm-hmm. her part. It's a very moody song. Yeah. And I, I think fits the the mood they're going for really great. Like, it's a little uneasy, and she knows something's changing during that scene. And yeah. I think it's a great song choice. And the vocals rise and fall a lot, mm-hmm. so it's kind of, like, very emotional, I think. Yeah. Um... And I said that there's a part that kind of reminded me of Flightless Bird. I don't think it literally connects, but mm-hmm. it says, wings wouldn't help you, wings wouldn't help you down, mm. down fill the ground, gravity's proud. Wow. I think this song has the utmost like indie folk sound yeah. of the whole soundtrack, and that kind of is sort of the vibe in this soundtrack, and I think this one is like a good representation of what the new moon soundtrack is like and the lyrics are beautiful i almost don't know what they mean but it's like straight poetry like up with your turret which i didn't even know what that meant means tower (laughs) up with your turret aren't we just terrified shale screen your worry from won't you you won't ever find don't let it fool you don't let it fool you down dancing around folds in her gown see in the rock below Cocked to the undertow, bones, blood, and teeth erode. They will be crashing low. Wings wouldn't help you. Wings wouldn't help you down. Like, Don't it's so beautiful. When this just become a mortal home, won't let you talk me. Ugh. I love it. The song makes me cry. It's very Bonnie Bear. It sounds more <laughs> like Bonnie Bear than St. Vincent. Yeah. Although I- her sound did get more like electronic lately. She's cool. I like her. She's a cool person. Okay, Stu definitely hangs out with the, like, hip people in L.A. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What would you give this song? An A. I gave it an A+. If this album was a student in class, (laughs) their average would be pretty high. (laughs) Yeah, they would. I have, like, no C's, honestly. Oh, I forgot one thing that I was going to say for the Muse song. Say it. There's a line that's like, I traveled half the world to say that I belong to you. Oh, yeah. I actually highlighted that. Bella travels Mm -hmm. half the world world. to save What are the odds they didn't write it? It's crazy. Yeah. Wow. So the next song (laughs) (laughs) is Done All Wrong by Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. And this is when Bella goes to Sam and Emily's house. Do they live together? Sam and Emily? I think so. Are they married yet? <laughs> They're engaged. They're engaged. Oh my gosh, Stephanie. Did you write that? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Not that we have a problem with no, it. No, no, no. But I'm just Stephanie joking would. around. I'm just joking. <laughs> let's, let's have a listen, shall we?
this song for the scene. I don't know if I would listen to it on my own. Yeah. But I think it's it gives a nice vibe to the wolves. It does. Gives them like a, their own sound. It does feel very rustic, cabiny. Sounds very I thought dive bar. Yeah. Like a song I could you would see hear that. In like a I mean, even it feels old manish. To yeah, me. yeah. Even there isn't an old man in the scene. Well, that's what the band name is: Black Rebel Motorcycle yeah, Club. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It I guess everything like, ties together. Yeah, um, it's like kind of bluesy. There's mm-hmm. harmonica sounds. Um, True. I'm not crazy about it though. I don't yeah. Know. I gave it a B plus. I gave it a B, just because I feel like I I like. I like it in the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel very indifferent to this song. Yeah, it's not my fave. <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it, it's probably... I feel like it might be my least favorite on the mm. soundtrack. It might be mine, too. So I'm surprised I gave it a B. Have you heard of this band before? No, me neither, actually. They're from San Francisco. Oh, I didn't know that. That's the extent of the research <laughs> that I did on them. Um, you know, I'm going to give it a B minus now. Yeah, you're making um, me like it less. I'm sorry. The I didn't only, mean to. The only lyrics that they have are just like kind of like done all wrong, done all wrong. Everyone's going to live quite long. Wait. Oh, yeah, that's. I think that's the part, the only part that was. Interesting. You can rest assured you're going to live quite long. That's the only thing I could relate mm. to Twilight. A lot of these songs lyrically relate less to Twilight than I feel like the Twilight songs did when those were just not... Yeah. They weren't even written for the soundtrack. Yeah. It makes you wonder if Alex Spitzavas picked those songs a little more strategically than... They did for New Moon. Well, I feel well, like... I know that, like, people made them for New Moon, but... Yeah, the thing is, I feel like she probably said, like, oh, can you write a song for New Moon? And yeah. they maybe gave an album cut or a song that they had yeah. been working on already or, like... And it's kind of like, what are you going to do if they're, like, here's a song we made? They yeah, probably you... didn't really have, like, the time to be, like, can you change the lyrics? Like, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. They're probably like, oh, this is awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know how it works. <laughs> I know, like, if anyone in music supervision knows how, is it, how it works, let us know. Because yeah. we're ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to make you dislike this song. <laughs> um, no, I think I like it for the vibes mm. that it gives for the scene. Yeah, me too. And, and when you do listen to the soundtrack, just, like, on repeat, it, it goes with the rest of the songs. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But I don't know if I would have, like, if I heard this song on the radio, been like, what is this? What is and, that? like, yeah. gone to find it. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't put it on a loop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Next song, track 10. That's Monsters by Hurricane Bells, which Hurricane Bells is a pseudonym. It's, like, not a real band. Oh, Really? What do you call that? I thought I knew other songs by them. No, it's it, the guy who wrote it is called Steve Schiltz, and he like does other songs and music, but I think this is the only song by Hurricane Bells. Really? Yeah, it's like, you know how Taylor Swift will write songs, oh. but like she'll go by a different name, 
for whatever reason. I must have been thinking of, there's like a bunch of bands with similar names, like Broken Bells. Do you know that band? No. Oh, that's who I thought this was. No. (laughs) This is a fake band. Broken Bells is a cool band, but Hurricane Bells is a fake band. Anyway, (laughs) here's the song. about a lot in our last episode actually this is the awesome scene when edward walks sexy across the parking lot and kind of panders to the audience but we fall for it yes and this also is playing (laughs) um it's when she's driving to school yeah you know kind of gets the set transition yeah it gets the story Mm -hmm. going i really like i really like it too I would listen to this on its own. Yeah. And I think it starts the movie with high energy. Yeah. But the lyrics match the theme of Twilight, like talking about monsters really well. So it's not just like a happy song. I like the lyrics. Um, Deep into the darkness where I hide. I feel like that's foreshadowing like... We're going to go into some darkness. Yeah. <laughs> and the monsters are buried down deep inside. Yeah. You know, never know when they're satisfied. Buried down deep where the sun don't shine. Yeah. And like there's monsters saying. in the story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also maybe like you never know what the threat of the vampires. Like yeah. you never know when... It will be a threat. Like with Jasper and the paper cut and everything, mm. it's like unpredictable. I don't know. But I also feel like they're talking, I think the song's literally talking about like having dark feelings and stuff and like pushing them down. Yeah. And then them coming out, which I don't really know if that happens in Twilight or New Moon, but. I mean, Mel kind of in New Moon has some dark feelings. Yeah. I but guess they do come out when she's trying to do reckless things. Yeah. We're we're really English professor right now. <laughs> so combing through the text to find symbolism and connection. But I mean, I do think a lot of this is probably intentional. I don't know. If I was making a movie, I think this, I would try to make the songs like match. So I think this guy did a really good job of writing a song that <laughs> meets the story. Yeah. I did not know Hurricane Bells was not a real band. Yeah. I'm shocked because I thought it was that band Broken Bells the whole time. How would you grade this song? A. I gave it an A minus, but I really like it. So, to me, it's it's um, it feels like supermassive black hole in a way. That Mm -hmm. might be a little dramatic, but 
It feels like the higher energy song of New Moon that like makes you excited. And, yeah. I don't know. Oh, because it met like it's like I might have already just said this two seconds ago. <laughs> but like when you're in the theater and you're seeing yeah. New Moon for the first time as we were in 2009, mm-hmm. it was like, yes. Yeah. Like she's going to school. Yeah. It was so exciting. I know. It was like, it was like yes! oh my God, I can't believe I'm seeing Edward! New Moon. Yeah. Even though we just saw Edward, we're going to freak out again. It was like it matched the hype that you yeah. felt. Yeah. And totally agree. Yeah. All right. The next song is the violet hour by seawolf this song plays when she's at her birthday party at the Mm -hmm. collins house Mm -hmm. here it is your lips are nettles your tongue is wine your laughter's liquid but your body's pine you love all sailors but hate Come touch me, but you're always out of reach. You tell me ever flower. I just gotta say, I love the singer's voice. It's very me hot too. to me. I love male singers that sound like that. <laughs> um, I have always been fascinated with the song because until I did research on it, mm-hmm. I didn't know what it meant, but the mm-hmm. lyrics were interesting to me. Like the, you love all sailors, but hate the beach. Yeah. For some reason, I always have thought about that lyric. Me too. It sounded like a very complicated girl or yeah. something. And that's pretty much what the song is about. It's like, at first, it's like this girl is giving like mixed messages. Yeah. Like, your laugh is liquid, but your body's pine. So it's like you're giggling along. Yeah. But you're not doing it. <laughs> or like, well, like you're harder than yeah. you act. Yeah. It's like you say, come touch me, but you're always out of reach. Mm. I love it. I like this song. And we yeah. know the words. I feel like that means something. <laughs> and then it's like, but then in the story, like, they get together because it's like, I turn the lights on, you clean mm-hmm. the sheets, obviously something just happened. Mm, they fucked. What is this in your notes? <laughs> Mel has written, she has like, I turn the lights on, you clean the sheets, below that she has a bullet point that says they fucked. <laughs> Were you going to elaborate on that? <laughs> that was just my note to myself as to what happened in the song. Okay. Yeah, and I then know. Next, and now you're sitting upon your chair. You got me tangled up in your beautiful black hair. I said, he's in love with her. Sounds like Rapunzel or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like he's like making this girl out to be like a princess. Yeah. Do you think the violet hour means twilight? I interpret it as violet is the last color of the rainbow. And it's like sometimes the color of the sunset. So it's like true you tell me about this flower that will bloom but it's like not until the violet hour so you have to wait it out i like that oh twilight yeah i guess yeah i thought because like sometimes at the end of the day after the sun's gone down but before it's nighttime the sky is kind of violet yeah 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 i think that's what it it's a nice very nice song and i think it really i think it's good in the mood of New Moon, and New Moon has such a defined mood to it. Like, how did they make this soundtrack? It's amazing. 
And it fits the scene pretty well. Yeah. I didn't grade this one, but I would give it an A. I I mean, I I graded everything beforehand, but I'm, like, kind of thinking it through while we do it, too. But I, I wrote A+, and I think I would still give it an A+. I think it's a good song. Next one. I loved this next Me one. Me, too. It's Shooting the Moon by OK Go. And it plays when Jake and Bella are repairing the motorcycles. Lyrically, I think it's so... I like the story mm-hmm. that they're telling. I love the drums in this song. Yeah. Ugh. I, just, like, I can, like, picture them when I listen to it. I love it. It's kind of like... It's, like, the story. It's, like, mm-hmm. this astronaut returning from mm-hmm. a failed space mission or something. And everyone's, yeah. like, really disappointed. And he's like, well, what can I tell you? Like, sorry I let you down, but, like, <laughs> good luck with shooting the moon. <laughs> it's, like... Well, yeah, I failed, but, like, yeah. instead of being disappointed with me, good luck trying it yourself or something. Yeah. So it's like, you can't criticize someone if you haven't done. If you I haven't like that. tried the same thing. Mm-hmm. I also like the sound of the vocalist voice. And also, okay, go. I, I've liked them before. I liked them before the soundtrack came out. You guys may remember them. They're the ones that have... This music video was, like, really popular in the 2000s. It's, like, them on treadmills. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever see it? Yeah. They're, like, hopping yeah, off and on yeah, it yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's okay go. That's, like, an interesting, like, electric guitar solo or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets, like, really like in intense. Yeah. I interpreted it as like you're trying to stay positive and like calm on the surface, but yeah. then there's like that like inner kind of like demons that like they talk about in the monsters song. I feel like those. I kind of feel like monsters, Violet Hour, Shooting the Moon. They're all back to back, and I yeah. think they go well together. Yeah, I bet that was deliberate. Mm-hmm. There's like a good momentum with it. Yeah, I would give this song an A plus two. I gave it an A, but I would say A plus as well. <laughs> In school, they tell you that A plus doesn't exist. They do. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. It, like, if you get a hundred, that's just an A. There's no such thing what? as an A plus. Yeah. So is that why you're not giving out A pluses? I think so. A plus seems like a really special occasion. I I think some of these deserve a special occasion. <laughs> All right, the next tune is by Grizzly Bear. It's called Slow Life. With Victoria Legrand. Uh. 
do you think of this song? I really like it. I think it's absolutely perfect for the scene it's in. (laughs) 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 What, was that really serious? (laughs) No, no, it's just like like we keep saying that about every single song. Okay, this is a good soundtrack. I know, but I think our next few reviews will be more interesting because they're less good soundtracks. Honestly, it's hard to... There's not much variation in this episode because we really like yeah. this soundtrack. The Breaking Dawn ones, it's going to be funny because a lot of those songs, I don't know what scene they're in. Well, we're going to have to do the research. <laughs> yeah. no, this but, one, I can just hear it and I just know. Yeah. Well, this plays when Bella hits her head after she cliff dives and she's underwater, underwater. and she sees Edward floating next to her and it's very beautiful. And the lyric that comes on is, even though you're the only one I see. Yeah. And as, it just as like, they're looking the at each other. music swells during that part. Mm-hmm. Also, the song kind of sounds like a little bit like if there was music playing and you were underwater. Yeah. And I love the creaky like chair in the beginning. Yeah. It feels very intimate. And also, I like Grizzly Bear. Um, I recommend them. I really like a song, Morning Sound, by them. I found mixed reports as to what this next lyric is. Which one? What do you think that was? I have that it says it's the last catastrophe. Yeah, that's what I found too. But also, it's the last you'll catch of me. Or Hmm. if you ask, I'll set you free. Play it again. I feel like it's the last catastrophe. The other ones, I think, make more sense, but it sounds like it's the last catastrophe. Yeah, let's listen I don't really get what that means, but... Yeah, I feel like it's catastrophe. Mm. Oh, I forgot I wrote this down. So, Pitchfork is very snobby... Uh-huh music review website and they when they reviewed the soundtrack they said slow life is certainly a step in a more mature ambitious direction the song is constructed like a dialogue between beach house's victoria legrand and grizzly bears ed drost which i love beach house i didn't even realize that woman was from beach house they're a great fan too this soundtrack is so cool what do you think slow life means hmm it reminds me of like a still life portrait and so then I'm thinking I don't know I'm kind of thinking about like that line in new moon that's like time passes even for me yeah it's like she's in this state of just like coasting yeah and because I think yeah sometimes life is like that like people always talk about live fast die young <laughs> like <laughs> life is so busy blah 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 but sometimes if you're going through something it's doesn't it's feel like that yeah yeah so i think that's what it's about i really like the part when they say take anything you want it's fine that reminds me of bella yeah. i feel like she just feels like that desperate and sad and, yeah mm-hmm. it's such a sad song it is i really like it it's perfect. I gave it an A, but I think I'll do A+. Plus. <laughs> I gave it an A+. Plus. So that means I gave three A-pluses in a row. No, I think I gave four A-pluses in a row. <laughs> but before that, done all wrong, I, I 
think I gave that like a C, so. Yeah, so. All right, we're nearing the end. The 14th song is No Sound But The Wind by Editors. We can never go home We no longer have one I'll help you carry the load I'll carry you in my arms The kiss of the snow The crescent moon above us Our blood is cold and we're alone but I'm alone with you. Help me to carry the fire. <laughs> okay, when I first got this soundtrack back when I was like in ninth grade, yeah. I hated this song. Yeah, I, I used to hate I it. I have mixed feelings about this song. I really didn't like it. I thought it was like a bummer. When it got to this part of the soundtrack, I was like, meh, and I would skip it. And by the way, this song plays in the movie when they're driving from the Collins house after driving to or from from it's like after they vote on bella's mortality yeah and it's right before they run into um our friend jacob yeah okay so they decide like well i guess that's it Wait i guess we're gonna make bella a vampire and it's kind of like this weird happy sad feeling okay because like edward's you know what i mean there's like yeah. this feeling where she's like she's relieved but it's also a little scary i'm just thinking when they're in Belle's bedroom, and Charlie's mm-hmm. there, goodnight, mm-hmm. and then Edward's there, and then yeah. they talk about becoming a yeah. vampire. That's nighttime, right? And then they go to the Collins and vote, and it's nighttime, and then they're leaving, <laughs> and it's, they run into Jacob. It's daytime. I don't know, yeah. Do you think maybe it was really early morning or something? Oh, maybe. Like 4 a.m.? <laughs> I don't know. Or don't did know. they... Cause it's like, sleep over. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it seemed like Charlie was like telling her good night. Yeah. Cause she looked like she yeah. didn't just wake up. I know she like gets out of bed and they yeah. go. Yeah. If I yeah, does she leave the house in the middle of the night? That Charlie didn't hear. Oh my god, that's so crazy. That's what it seems like. If she's grounded, like that's a risky <laughs> behavior. She's bad. <laughs> Charlie probably went into her room and saw that she's not there. <laughs> Oh my god, he would have a fit. She just left for Italy. I know. But this has nothing to do with the song. <laughs> okay, but as I was trying to say that actually this song has grown on me and I like it now. I like, again, I like for some reason male vocalists with very deep voices. I don't know why. I, it's weird. I, I think I had such a negative opinion of it mm-hmm. because I was reading things online and mm-hmm. fans of this band were like, pissed that it was in a what? Twilight movie and they were saying like all so this. So judgmental. Yeah, they were like being like, they're above this. I don't know why they did this. And it was just putting such a bad taste in my mouth that it was making me not like this song. I would think you'd go the opposite way. Wouldn't you want to support editors more because they're in New Moon? Like, fuck your pretentious fans. Yeah, that's true. No, but I... I get, like, a nice visual when I hear this song. I think of people walking across the snow 
in the woods and their house just burned down this is all just like made up but like (laughs) and they're carrying logs and they're kind of like on this wilderness journey and it's kind of sad but they're like really strong and it's like (laughs) our blood is cold and we're alone but i'm alone with you Mm -hmm. so it's like no matter what to me the song is like it's triumphant also i like the part this reminds me of new moon it says the crescent moon above us yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like the moon is waxing again. <laughs> yeah. And the, I don't know. I changed my mind about this song. I like it now. I used to not like it, but I think it's nice. And I think I would have even liked it if I never heard it from the New Moon soundtrack. I think something I didn't like about it is that it sounds like it's always rising, if that mm. makes sense. I kind of like that, though. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of, like, a Catholic Mass song. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. I never thought of it that way. But I could picture being, like, kind of, you know, drunk <laughs> and, like, crying to this song or something. Yeah. In, like, a beautiful moment. I don't know. It sounds like a song that I would listen to. Like, it's by the national or something like yeah. i don't know i could picture it being I, I don't really know editors well but i know that they've played at like music festivals yeah. with bands that i like and so i'm guessing they're like hip in the alternative scene and i don't know i think that if i heard this song i would be like hmm. yeah this song actually was not an original song for new moon mm-hmm. it was a song they already had and then they revised it interesting mm-hmm. i wonder what parts they revised i tried to look into that but i couldn't figure it out hmm. it didn't seem like anything really changed i gave it a b minus but i think i'm so easily influenced by other people wow <laughs> i think well i'm way too like happy in this i'm giving i gave it an a <laughs> i feel like i I don't know. I had a whole... This took me years, though. Yeah. It's been almost 10 years of me on this journey with this song. <laughs> you guys have come a long way. Yeah, come a long way. I would have back then given it, like, a D, probably. Wow. I used to hate and it. No song on the soundtrack, I think, is worth a D. I know. None of them are worth a C, I think. I know. Did I, I give know. anything a C? I, th- I think I gave Donald wrong. No, you give it a B minus. Oh, yeah, B minus. I gave hearing damage a B. That was mean. B minus slash C. (laughs) (laughs) I like that song, too. I I feel like I like all of them. It's not really fair to hate on any of them. Well, it's interesting when you brought up Pitchfork because Mm -hmm. I was reading a review and they didn't really like the soundtrack that much. They thought thought it was good. No, Pitchfork hates everything. They thought it just, like, blended in too much. Yeah. And, like, nothing stood out. I like that it blends. Yeah. Sounds like a real album to me. Pitchfork, I like because I find a lot of new music from them, but they're really harsh. I like them being harsh, though, because mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like when I'm reading the critical reception for like any album on Wikipedia, yeah. it's like, reviews are oh, generally well, positive. I know, but it's like... I even think like Rolling Stone can be harsh. It depends. But like... I mean, I know, like, you like Ed Sheeran. They gave his album, like, a 2 out of 10. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like Ed Sheeran that much. Yeah, and, like, Greta Van Fleet, I'm not really that into them, but I, I do like them. They gave their album, like, a point eight out of 10. What did they give Reputation by Taylor Swift? Mm, like a 6, maybe. Oh, 
out of 10. I know. That's the weird thing about like music some... magazines is that it's hard because it's like different writers to writers. Like yeah. One writer writes a review. So it's like, how it's can all... you know what the actual opinion yeah. is? And um, it's all so subjective too. Yeah. I hate the Grammys for that reason. Yeah. I think like, how can you judge music? I know. Sometimes I agree with them. Sometimes I don't. Anyway, shall we go on to the last song? Oh, there's one more. There is. Track 15 <laughs> is classical. It's a score song. New Moon, The I Meadow struggle. by Alexander Desplat. Grades the scores. score <laughs> i like it i think it is like distinct i'm like oh yeah that is new moon yeah like, when i hear it i'm just taken back yeah i am totally forgetting what the eclipse me too score sounds like no i really like this i would give it an a i'd give it, it an it, a too it, i i initially before i wrote a minus i don't know why i think it's just not maybe as strong as bella's lullaby it sounds a little bit like bella's lullaby yeah it does I think it's written by the same guy, right? Yeah, I'm taken. taken they probably back wanted to like, it to sound similar. Yeah. When does it play? Da, just just da, when da. he says, "Will you marry me, Bella." Yeah, but I think that this is they kind of like reprise it and have it throughout the whole movie. Like they'll have a slower version, or they'll have yeah. like, you know, like a strings version. Yeah. I think this is kind of like the theme. Think it plays throughout. when he's breaking up with her. Hmm. I think it does play when he proposes, I think. Yeah. I also feel like it plays when she tries to go to the meadow by herself, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's it. But any other final things to say about the soundtrack? This soundtrack <laughs> is my favorite of Me all too. of them. Me too. It's so good. Did you know that they sell it on vinyl now? Really? Yeah. You should get I it. I it. Even though I have it CD, but... It's so, it's like that good. It's funny because I think I've said this, there's not, like, I love um, Possibility, but like yeah. my favorite song from the whole series is Flightless Bird, American yeah. Mouth. That and, could have been on this soundtrack yeah. too. But like, and yeah, it's like this one, I think, I love how they all blend, mm-hmm. and I feel like across the board, they're all pretty solid. Yeah. There's not one where I'm like, mm. Don't you feel like this soundtrack goes well with Flightless Bird? Almost like they built yeah. off that song or something? Yeah. I don't know. Well, to be like, okay, this is Twilight music. I agree. Because it's like kind of folksy yeah. songs. And I always, Bonnie Vera, I always kind of like associate with Iron and Wine. Yeah. Totally. What would you give the whole soundtrack? I would give it an A+. Me too. <laughs> Me too. And I think we get, I gave Twilight an A. Yeah. So it's like almost there, but so something like new is moon? not quite there. Twilight. It's Paramore song. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Isn't it weird though? Like Paramore would not belong on this soundtrack. No, not like, at it's all. A, it is actually way different. And Bruno Mars would not either. <laughs> <laughs> no. Or Ellie Goulding. Yeah. No. Christina Perry. Like, the, the soundtracks are quite different from each other. 
Yeah. Or like that song, um, it's like, going all the way. Yeah. Happy days. Like that wouldn't be on this. <laughs> yeah. But the Twilight songs all fit so well together. Yeah. On the Twilight they're, one. They're like darker. Yeah. More. What do you guys Blues think? And black. Tell us. This is like brown. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it is. <laughs> it does capture like the color scheme. Yeah. If you, I don't know if anyone. Oh my God. Listening has, <laughs> what is it? Synesthesia. Yeah. Um, I have that, but it's for... I feel like I have it. I do the thing where, like, numbers have personalities. Me too. Mm-hmm. Numbers and letters. Yeah. What is one to you? Boy. Boy. Mm-hmm. Same. <laughs> um, two? Uh, girl. Girl. Yeah. I feel like they also have, like, ages. Me too. Mm-hmm. Ten is, like, the father of them all. Mm. He's, like, an old man. Yeah. Ten is, like, a nine? Dumbledore. They also all have colors to me. Me too. Like, nine, I think, is a purple slash black sneaky woman five is a it's blue mm. it's like five and five man. five's a boy five yeah five is a boy five <laughs> five and e are very similar oh yeah 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 actually that. everything do you think it's because wait because it's Cause the fifth the- one <laughs> potentially <laughs> And I've felt this way my entire life. Me like too. when I was three years old, I would tell you the exact same Me thing. Too. And like when I would do math problems, like some numbers they just don't go together. Don't, don't go. I think that's why it's I'm like so bad at math. Yeah, I know. But actually, all objects have a person. Like mm-hmm. a couch is a girl. It a, so a bed is a do boy. Do you think the people that like started the romance languages had synesthesia? You know how, like, everything yeah. has a gender? Potentially, yeah. Because it's like, <laughs> why do they have that? Yeah. It's funny when you talk to someone else and they don't align. Like, yeah. Like, my, I think of S as a girl, but my brother, his name begins with S. So he's so, like, no, it's a boy, it's a boy. <laughs> he's the same. Boy. He also has the same thing. Hmm. S. Does any of you guys have but this? No. <laughs> name yeah. an object, I'll tell you. Shovel boy <laughs> like i don't have to think about it it just is there <laughs> um how about paintbrush um girl <laughs> how about hot air balloon um boy actually, <laughs> i struggled because there's some things that don't like hot to me yeah is boy but a balloon is girl so sometimes mm. like or even like mm-hmm. 39 or something it's like you know what I mean above 10 it gets a little hard yeah because it's like combining yeah two different (laughs) I hope this makes sense to people I know (laughs) I hope it will if not maybe learn something new yeah (laughs) alrighty should we move on to listener mail yeah so we want to thank you guys so much for reaching out Mm -hmm. to us Mm -hmm. um it's feeling like we've been getting more mail lately which is cool it's crazy Um, so we got one um funny message from a listener named story Mm -hmm. and she sort of had us beat when it comes to embarrassing stories that she's done for twilight yeah and we thought they were really funny we were living for her answers so we thought we would share some yeah she bought the cherished iconic blue jacket from twilight that's so cool i want that do you think it's like a replica or she bought the real one? I don't know. It must be a replica. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she owned the recreation of the engagement ring. Wow. Um, 
<laughs> this one is so funny. She said, my neighbor caught me laying on my driveway in jeans and a flannel in the pouring rain and thought I was injured. Oh my gosh. I was just trying to feel like Bella in New Moon. That is hilarious. <laughs> in jeans and a flannel too. I'm just picturing Like Bella's like, clothes. Yeah. <laughs> just oh like my God. lying in the rain just to feel... <laughs> Your neighbor being like, what's wrong? <laughs> that one's my favorite. Um, she auditioned for the role of Brie Tanner. Wow. That's really cool. Oh, she got a um, signed headshot from Kristen Stewart. Wow. Jealous. Didn't you just try to do that? I literally <laughs> just tried to do that. I found, like, this, like, <laughs> sketchy site that said, like, who, what her management was, and it had, like, a contact us thing, and so I was like, I love Kristen Stewart. <laughs> she said, like many young girls, I absolutely thought that I was Bella incarnated. My hair was long and brown, I was an only child. I was shy, clumsy, and I was pale. I really thrived on that connection for a lot of early teen years. Um, I, I didn't really relate in that way, but I still loved it. Yeah. That would be cool, though. She had her parents plan a trip to Seattle and to Forks and to the La Push Beach. Oh my gosh. Um, they never actually went. Oh. <laughs> and she wants to go now, so do we. So do we. Um, I got so close. <sighs> she rearranged her room to look like Bella's room. Oh yeah, that's dedication. <laughs> I should do that. I should do that too. I really like Bella's room. Yeah. Um, oh my god. She saw Twilight 12 times in theaters. <laughs> that beats me, actually. For her best friend's 12th birthday in 2008, she received multiple sets of the Cullen Crest that were sold at Hot Topic. There was a perfume, apparently. It was in a red bottle that looked like an apple. It was super strong and alcohol scent, she said. But she had it. I didn't. She wrote that. fan fictions. Oh, oh this one's God. really good. She made internet friends with a girl named Victoria in Canada on the Peter Fascinelli <laughs> website chat room. <laughs> oh my gosh. Why does Peter Fascinelli have a chat room on his website? <laughs> they all did back then. People are obsessed with Peter Fascinelli. <laughs> he has a lot of Twilight fans still following him. Wow. Because he's hot and has chemistry with Bella. <laughs> yeah well i don't think he's crazy hot no he's not billy burke is hotter yeah she consistently listens to the twilight and new moon soundtracks as do we as do we and she went as Kristen for a celebrity day during a um homecoming week wow she kind of has a beat with some of these stories what do you mean by that like, I wish I lied down and pretended oh. to be Bella. Oh, she has us beat. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were saying she has a beat. No. <laughs> Is she a bigger fan than us? Uh, I hope not. <laughs> that could be like our clickbait titles of this episode. <laughs> Is someone else a bigger fan than us? So we got the funniest email from a listener named Morgan. Um, Would yeah. you like to read it? Yeah, she said, hey, I wanted to say thank you for hosting your podcast. I just got into the Twilight series after my husband suggested I should read it after hearing me make fun of the series. Never read nor watched the films, but he had. I was hooked. It was it has really been a blast, and your podcast really brightens my day. Also, my husband and I now just walk around saying, you're lying to everyone. Charlie? Charlie. Oh Lying constantly. Gosh. I turned it into that Spider-Man teaching meme for us, 
but we thought you would like it as well. Thanks again. And then she sent us the meme, and we'll share she it on She made our... a meme we out loved of this. You lied to everyone, Charlie. Oh, my gosh. And what I loved the most is that she was a hater. She made fun of the Twilight yeah. series. And as an adult, she became newly a fan. It's insane. I can't believe that now her and her husband say that. Like, that's something that... My family would say, and now I'm not sure where she lives, but out there, <laughs> they're saying that. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. I and sh- we, oh, sorry. Oh, no, you say it. We also got a letter from a fan named Charlie, who's 14, and she recently also became a new fan as well. She just started reading in November 2018. Wow. So it's like, people are newly discovering That's Twilight. so cool. And like, they probably, if I was new to it, I would want someone to freak out with. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's cool that they have people to talk to. Yeah. And then I have one more listener message that I wanted to read. I think it's so cool. It's from someone named Chris. Here it goes. Hi. So, I don't really know how to contact you guys, but I love your podcast. As a straight guy, I was super in the closet about liking Twilight in high school, and I agree with a lot of what you two have to say about the series, especially imprinting LOL. Keep up the good work, and I wish you both much success. Oh my gosh, I think that is so sweet and cool. Like, I hate that guys have to be, like, in the closet about liking Twilight. I know. Because as we were talking about earlier, we were talking about this before we started recording, like, superhero movies Mm -hmm. are, like, the acceptable version of Breaking Dawn, basically. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, the action and the, the weird voices and the, I don't know. Because the it's like, CGI yeah. and why is that okay, but not Twilight? Yeah. Like, oh. But anyway, Chris, thank you so much for thank messaging you. us. And I just thought that was, like, yeah, really cool. And thank you. Honestly, thank you to everyone who's reached out. Um, mm-hmm. It's really making me realize that there are Twilight fans of all ages. All over the world. All over the world. We've had people from Germany and France message us recently. Yeah. We had one listener. Um, her name was Scarlett. She reached out to us and she said she's, I think, 12. Yeah. And all of her other friends say it's stupid, but she doesn't Aww. care. And so it's like, to anyone listening, if your friends don't like it, just know that you're not alone. So yeah. many other people <laughs> still love Twilight and yeah. are maybe even discovering it for the first time. It's and true. I think someday they'll study it in school. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I hope they do. There was a tweet that was like, people who knock Twilight, its literary m- merit, forget the part in New Moon when they have blank pages um, <laughs> that just say the months after Edward leaves, and they were like, Pulitzer Prize. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And then it was like... and. Don't forget the seamless <laughs> way they translated that on screen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Alrighty. I think we're ready to sign off. Yes. But we'll give you a little teaser. Our next episode, we are diving into the mysterious enigma, Stephanie Meyer. Who is she? What is she up to right now? Is she ever going to publish Midnight Sun? What has she said about that? Where did she grow up? Did she really dream about Twilight? (laughs) These hard-hitting questions (laughs) we'll get to next time. Goodbye. Bye. You can contact us at anotherbiteoftwilight at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at anotherbiteoftwilight.
Theme music is by Traces. See you next time.